Hello again, and welcome to the Spirit of West Texas podcast, where we are having real conversations with people who live and work in West Texas. This season, we are talking to small business owners and community leaders about their big dreams. They'll share about their challenges, successes, and even offer some helpful hints for keeping the small business dream alive. Listen in. We hope you'll learn something and maybe have a little fun along the way. Good morning, Amy. We are on our first uh, official Spirit of West Texas podcast road trip today. We are today. on a road trip, yes. We are in Amarillo. That's right. And we've got another great guest from the Rustic Gypsy, Yes. Meg Brown. Meg Brown from the Rustic Gypsy. Meg, um, the Rustic Gypsy is a small boutique with some really big personality, Jared. And um, she's right in the heart of Canyon, Texas on the square. Meg sells a ton of funky home decor and women's clothing and all kinds of cool gifts. And she's also somewhat of an artist. In fact, her business really started with her love of, of painting and um home makeovers and refurbishments. So she really is multi-talented and she's an extremely savvy business owner and also a wife and mama for kids. So she truly is amazing. Um, I really am excited about this episode in particular because when I think about small businesses and as we've you know, planned for this season of this podcast, to me, a locally owned boutique definitely is the epitome of small business. Sure. So um, her... You know, business has a really big heart um, and and a big personality, and I think that we're gonna we're gonna hear that with Meg in her interview today. Yeah, and she talks a lot about balance, mm-hmm. which is a common theme that I think we keep yeah. coming back to. And I think that's what uh, a big part of what makes them work. That's right. Keeping up with your family mm-hmm. and keeping up with your faith uh, is a big deal, yeah. and uh, finding the balance and all that is a good deal. Yeah, if you're a small business owner and you're trying to raise a family, this episode is definitely for you. Absolutely. So on that, you want to jump in? Let's do it. Hi, Meg. How are you? I'm good. I'm so good. I'm so good now that I have this roaster's coffee. I have to say it is so yummy. We're so thankful to have you on the Spirit of West Texas podcast today. So tell us about your store. Tell us about the Rustic Gypsy. Well, we carry um, furniture and home decor, a lot of pottery um, out of Mexico. So that kind of look. And then we've kind of adventured into clothing. Um, But our main thing is home decor. Have you always been on the square in Canyon? Yes. That's where you always, oh yeah, okay. But your store's kind of expanded, I feel like, over the years. We've we've taken over some space behind us. Good. When did y'all open? It'll be 10 years this July. Congratulations. Thank That's you. That's awesome. So um, you also do some really amazing furniture makeovers, Meg. How did you even get into that? That's really where all of it, kind of the dream started. Um, I used to, as a kid, um, strip down furniture and take all the layers of paint off of it and restain it. Um, and then over time, that whole deal switched over to painting again. So um It's just something I've always done and had the opportunity, um, was lucky enough to know Stuart and Misty Sutton. And and so I visited with them, which is how um, really how it all started as far as me stepping into it. That helped my dream become a reality. So were you just doing this on the side, I guess, out of your home as a Uh hobby first? Yeah. Okay. And then you decided, I'm going to give this a shot. And and yes, I and I. I don't know. I, I love to redo not, I mean, furniture. Yes. But the restaging of the store is probably one of my favorite okay. things to do. Um, we redo it probably four to five times a year, um, like completely make it a mess and restage it. And that's probably one of my favorite 
part of my creativity mm -hmm. of all the store and what kind of sets us apart from different stores on the square and other places. So what are some of the, the challenges that you feel like you faced over the past 10 years? Some of the, the initially when you first started out and you opened your business, what, what did that look like? What was difficult for you? Um, I would say timing, um, figuring out how much time to give my family, how much time to pour into something that's new that you want to make successful that you don't want to fail at. Um, retail is not a moneymaker. Um, it, and I knew that going into it. I mean, writing my business plan and seeing that, I didn't do it for the money part, but you still want to be able to continue and, and, pay, your and pay your bills. <laughs> and um, when you have to answer to your husband and yeah. that sort of deal. So it was really figuring out my timing. I can get pretty narrow and focus on, I mean, all the way on one thing. And so it, it took a couple of years to figure out that I couldn't just focus on my business, that other things were lacking as far as family. So I think that's probably the biggest learning curve that figuring out how to do both and do them both well. So you talked about putting your business plan together in the beginning. Did mm -hmm. you do that on your own or how did you pull that together? I did not. Um, in Amarillo, the Enterprise Center okay. helped me with that. Okay. What is the Enterprise Center? It, I think it's out of WT. It's a, okay. it's a part of WT and, um, they, I mean, it's free. I had to attend a class about business and then, um, just one evening. And then I just got all my information together and basically sat down with a guy and told him what I wanted to do. And then he kind of just walked me through it and I'd go home and work on it and come back and he'd say, you need to tweak this and this, and this doesn't look right. Your numbers won't match up mm -hmm. here. They do it for whoever you can sign up for the class. I bet that was invaluable. It was. And I thought it was the dumbest thing while I was yeah. doing it. But <laughs> um, I can't tell you how often I've gone back to that just to see where I started. And then also, cause it did make me mentally know, like I, I need a loan for this amount. I need to pay it off in this time. I need to do these steps to get me to where I need to go. You know, what's so funny is we had Calvin Davis on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he is the district director of the Small Business Association for West Texas. So, I mean, he, that's all he does is work with small businesses day in and day out. And he made the he made that point. Uh, he talked about the value of having a solid business plan in place from the very beginning. And that business owners will put together, you know, business plans so that they can take it to the bank to meet with a loan officer, get a loan. Um, but that they don't it's not a, a document that they pull out and they reference over and over and over again. And, and, and oftentimes the thought and the planning that needs to be given to a business plan is not happening up front. And that's, that's a big part of why a lot of small businesses don't make it. Um, so it's interesting to hear you say that you did take the time and you did do that. And now here you are 10 years later and you've got a, a successful business. Yeah, it was super helpful. I would highly recommend it to anyone that's doing and, and, what I thought going into it is it's just a small little deal. Like yeah. I'm, I may not even do it for five years like that anyways, but it, it has helped with the vision of it and knowing what I needed to do. So Meg, when you opened your store 10 years ago, how did you, I mean, if you, they say, you know, if, if you build it, they will come. If you built it, I mean, when you built it, did they come? How did you get people in your store initially? Um, I just prayed a lot. <laughs> yes. The first year was tough um, as far as traffic. The square in Canyon has kind of evolved over this 10 years. There was probably only three other boutiques 
and I'm connected to Palace Coffee, so we opened at the same time. So it was all kind of new. Um, I would say I probably I do not do a great job at marketing. I mean, I have people under me that help me, but that's not my. I am not good at Facebook or Instagram, so I'm thankful for the people that help me do that. Um, but and at that time, Instagram wasn't really big, and Facebook was just kind of coming on. So we did a little bit of that, and really just word of mouth. Mm. And I, I mean, I probably did not put enough into marketing. It's that's something hard to do as a small business. You don't a lot for a lot of that, mm-hmm. um, and figuring out your employee cost and. I mean, I worked a lot on my own and did not have, I had one employee when we started. Let's back up for a second to what you just said about the marketing piece. Yes. Um, because I spent some time on your Facebook page yesterday, and I mean, it's a booming base Facebook page. I mean, you have well over 5,000 followers, and you're, you know, a, a boutique in Canyon, Texas. So I would say that's impressive, and your content was impressive. Um, I do think that there are business owners, small business owners out there who have a great idea and they have gifts, but just as you said, they don't have the gift of marketing. Um, But they're very good at what they do. And so can you talk a little bit about um, when you kind of identified that need um, for someone to come in and help you with your social media presence? Because in a way, your online presence is really the face of your business. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, I tried several different paths. I hired like a a firm, I guess you would call them, um, and they did it for a while, but it like they did a lot of other things and they weren't super involved in who I was and who Rustic Gypsy was. So then I had young girls that were on that stuff all the time. And so I just kind of started working in with them and I pay them additionally into their hours. Um, so when they come in, they take pictures, they do their videoing and, and are paid to, to do that and work on my website. So. so how much of your customer base would you say is college, college girls? WT? Um, Customer-wise, maybe 10%. Okay. It's not super high. Um, I think that's in Canyon in general, Mm -hmm. you would think that, but it's really interesting how um, it's not a huge population that is a consumer for retail. What about your online presence, your website? Um, That's another hard thing. I I probably sell two or three things a month off of there. Okay. our paint that we sell, we probably ship more often than that, but not super often, um, which I know is, I mean, like when you think about online and Instagram and how much um, people shop on it, I don't know, uh, uh, the girl that does my stuff, we had a conversation about this last week. I mean, I don't know what else to do mm-hmm. and it's not cheap. I mean, I've probably redone my website three times, three or four times in the 10 years and I mean, cost-wise, in the in the beginning, it was like twenty five hundred, just to get a face. I mean, a, a website. website. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over time, there's it's way cheaper, but it's still time. I still have to pay someone to do it all over again. We mm-hmm. have to upload, input, and so figure out your shopping cart. Um, so I would say it's very frustrating. Yeah. Because it's not my gift. So how did COVID impact your business last year in twenty twenty? Um, well, because of the paint, I stayed open. Good. And um, everyone was doing projects. And we, we really weren't open to the public, but we still had, I mean, I was up there daily and uh, there wasn't a day while we were closed down that I didn't sell paint. But that was all we sold. 
Did, so. did you learn? So the store shut down. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did you learn through all of that last year? We did learn, I mean, a whole nother avenue as far as, um, like how to be available in a different way with the curbside pickup or calling in or, I mean, we, we shipped, I met one girl in several times in Lowe's parking lot and exchanged paint. Um, so it, it was just kind of, you did whatever you needed to do to get through. Um, and definitely the curbside, we still, we've had a few of those still mm-hmm. over the last couple of months. Is there anything else that you've done or that you learned through all of that, that you're taking with you? moving forward in terms of your business model and how you serve your customers? Um, I think it's super important to really focus. I think it made it more aware, not around us to shop local, as well as as a business owner to also take care, a good reminder to take care of our local shoppers mm-hmm. um, because they did do an, a phenomenal job, I feel like, over fourth quarter, like towards Christmas with spending money locally and helping us recover from the three months of being shut down. So what, what would you say to your customers in the Canyon community and Amarillo community who helped you through that last year? What would you say to them? Oh man, we couldn't have done it without them. Um, it, I don't know. It, it's something like I've never seen. I mean, like we had a, our normal high point in a normal year is July and August that June, July and August, because I sell so much pottery and this year's fourth quarter, I mean, killed it. And I mean, we number wise, we weren't off by much from the year before. And um, so to me, that tells you what kind of people they are and how they do care about us. Um, tell us for people that don't live in Amarillo and Canyon, how can they learn more about the Rustic Gypsy in your business? Um, well, we are present on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. We have a website. Um, we are, try- we, Haley, the girl that does a lot of my stuff has been doing a good job at doing some more video stuff. Um, just like this little podcast, yeah. I, I do not like being <laughs> on video, nor do I like hearing my voice. So she's gotten good at, at doing that because I feel like it's kind of the new thing for marketing on those types of, um, social medias. So what, if you could go back to Meg 10 years ago, knowing what you know now about small business ownership and entrepreneurship, what advice would you give yourself? Know the business, um, make a business model for yourself and really figure out if it's going to work, set goals. Um, I think that was huge as far as not only for rewards, my goal was to be debt free by five years. And we accomplished that in two and a half years. Um, so it like, and it, it just knowing what you need to do. Um, but I also think that accepting some failure in it, I opened a store in Amarillo and it didn't, I mean, I just couldn't do it. It was too much. Um, it, and I did not do a good job at, you know, I'd already done it. It's the same business model, but it's not, it's a different area. It's a different, even though they're only 45 mm-hmm. minutes apart. Um, so I, I'm not one really to accept failure very well, mm-hmm. but I think it was something good and good growth for me um, to know, I mean, where my heart truly, I, it wasn't about growing. It really is just about what I do on a daily basis in Canyon and that it doesn't have to be bigger to be better. So that's how, how would you define success then? Um, I would definitely say it's, um, I don't know, I think we're all gifted with different things and accepting where you're gifted at and where the Lord's 
told you, in my opinion, if you like what you're good at, I think he, he shows you. And I think when you stay in that, in that lane, um, and allow other people to pour in their gifts where you're not great at, then I think as a team, it just, it works. Tell me, Meg, um, and this is really a question for Brenda and I, um, how you, you talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the interview, but how do you manage to run your own business and still make time for your family, for your children and your husband? Um, I think a lot of it is my kids have grown up. Um, and so they've been able to become part of it as well. Um, I know we can't show a picture, but when we go and grab a load of pottery, we come, it's a flatbed trailer that is loaded probably, I don't know, six or seven feet high cardboard. I mean, we look like the hillbillies coming home and it, they all help unload from my seven year old to my 16 year old. Um, everyone's bringing in pottery and I mean, it, so it's involving them. Business. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's one way, you know, I grew up in agriculture, so that was all like, how do not being on the ranch anymore? How do I teach my kids the same work, worth work ethic? Um, and so that's kind of really why one reason why we thought this would also be a good idea. So, um, as they've grown up, they work some in the store, but Mostly, I mean, there there's always something for them to do. Mm -hmm. Whether we're restaging, moving stuff upstairs for storage, I mean, they they've got a place in it. So, um, but back to the managing, it's just kind of finding the right amount of maybe not operating out of fear as much that my that it's going to fail, that I have to be up there, you know, give my best five hours in, from once I drop off to when I pick up from school, and um, the rest will be there tomorrow and and just do what you can to get done in those allotted amount of hours and and then the rest not not worry about it how do you how do you manage that fear of failure as a business owner with employees it's not easy <laughs> um it i think with the small side of it um i mean they're they're part of my family I, most people who's worked for me they they're there for three or four years, the mm -hmm. young ones, and then they move on and, and go into their career. But we've had um, probably in the 10 years, two ladies that really, they, they worked morning, like from 10 o'clock till two when, when the younger ones come in and, and they're older and mature. And um, they, I don't know, they're almost like my second mom. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's it's just the family part of it. Um, I, I wouldn't want to do it without people that, don't love it as well. Yeah. It sounds like you've managed to find the perfect balance of youth and energy and like older, wiser wisdom Definitely. Um, to, to build your team in your store and to be your family. Yeah. So what's next for you for the rustic gypsy? You know, I don't know. We're going to have a, a 10 year celebration in May, um, mainly because I love anything to do with Mexico and Fiesta. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do a Cinco de Mayo um, type gathering. Um, and now with a little less restrictions, maybe we can have, have some, some margaritas. Fun. Yes. <laughs> some margaritas and music and um, be able to do some appreciation for everything that 
the community has done for us. Meg, I think that's awesome. And it's really evident listening to you share your story, um, why you felt so much love and support from your loyal customers while you were dealing with the onslaught of COVID-19. So I, w- I thank you so much for being here today and I wish you the very best of luck with the Rustic Gypsy moving forward. Thank you so much and thanks for having me. I'm definitely in a margarita mood now. (laughs) I feel like I, uh, while we're here on our Amarillo road trip, I feel like we need to kind of go make a couple of stops. Yeah, I know. I was thinking um, the marketing team, we might be going home to Lubbock via Canyon. (laughs) (laughs) So we can stop by. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking um, in preparation for this interview. I was looking through her Facebook page Uh yesterday. And I mean, I was like, I like that. I like that. That candle looks fun. I like that. Yeah, and uh, this past year has been nutty, and I would think that boutiques had it real tough. Yeah, yeah no Real doubt. tough. And I think part of how she was able to make it work was because she was able to diversify. Right. You know, she, uh, she shifted her focus to the paint side of her store, and that helped her push through and keep moving forward. That's right. Her telling us about how she ended the year, 2020 in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter, stronger than ever. Doesn't Isn't that just what the spirit of West Texas is oh, all man. about? I mean, her community and her loyal followers rallied around her and yeah. um, supported her business. And that's really um, a testament to her service mm-hmm. over the past 10 years and the way that she's... Um, you know, served her customers and served the Canyon community. So I'm so, I'm proud for her. Absolutely, you know, I'm yeah. proud for her. Yeah, uh, a boutique making it 10 years is impressive mm-hmm. by itself. A boutique making it 10 years through a pandemic exactly. uh, yeah. is mind-blowing. The other thing I really loved about um, Meg's interview today is when she talked about her failure mm-hmm. in Amarillo and as someone that, that deeply fears failure and I lose a lot of sleep worrying sure. about, you know, letting people down. And, um, I really appreciated hearing her say that, that she was brave enough to try. Um, and she learned that, you know, that's, that's really not where her heart was mm-hmm. and that she walked away from that failure maybe better than, than what she was before she, she tried. Yeah. In fact, I wrote down here, accepting your failures, I think, learn from them, move on from them. And that's what she did with it. Um, lastly, I think one other thing that stood out to me was that she referenced the small business um, development centers that we heard from Calvin earlier this season in the podcast. So for podcast listeners out there, we're going to have some notes and some highlights and tips from our interview with Meg today on our website at spiritofwesttexaspodcast.com and Jared's episode notes. And also just to help Meg celebrate and because we all love a good margarita, a good margarita and a good party at First United Bank, um, we want to do something special for our podcast listeners. So Meg's going to put together two margarita gift baskets with all kinds of fun goodies and pottery from the Rustic Gypsy. So um, we'd love to give you an opportunity to win one of those too. So we've got all the details about this fun giveaway, how to connect with Meg and the Rustic Gypsy and Jared's notes from this episode on our website at spiritofwesttexaspodcast.com. I know I'm not eligible for those, so I may have to go by the Rustic Gypsy on our way out and uh, put a a basket of margarita goodies together for Fiona on the way home. There you go. Who says you weren't eligible? You could be eligible. Can I be eligible? I don't think you know. You can't be eligible. No. We'll stop. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, on that note, uh, thank you all for listening and we will catch you all the next round. 